You're listening to Miss City Podcast, hosted by Lena and Daniela of Mystic Home. We created this podcast to share our passion of empowering people. We want to encourage you to find and connect with your own abilities and inner strength. Our aim is to help you breach the gap of being human and connect with your spiritual self. And by sharing our own experiences and reflections, we open up the conversation for mystical ideas and how to integrate them in our human lives. Hi guys, welcome to Miss City Podcast. Welcome. We're so happy to have yet another guest. And I'm so happy to introduce uh, one of my students, also a friend, and also now my business coach. So we're very happy to have Emily with us. And I think the timing couldn't be better because I think she has so many great advice for us in this time we're in right now and how to combine different parts of our life and both the digital and, you know, our IRL world and what we can do to stay sane and also to still connect with people because it's also a very important part now when we're facing these challenges in the world. So I'm so happy to introduce Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here. And we're so excited to have you. Um, I personally look forward to hearing from you a little bit more. Like we just said earlier, we've met very briefly, but I am really happy to to get to know you, to get to know your work. And like I was just saying, I'm so excited the way you've been working with Lena and the way you've been, you know, showing so much of your knowledge and sharing all that you are. So it's super, super happy, excited to have you here. Thank you. Okay, so... First of all, you know, like I said in the introduction, Emily was one of my students many years ago. And it's so interesting because one of my teachers always said, you know, when you know you're a good teacher, when your students surpass you. And I think you surpassed me in your practice times and times over again. So it's so exciting to now get very inspired by you. You have a very big Instagram account and you're also working with the digital world in not just yoga but also your your everyday day-to-day work and so we wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you combine those two things can you tell us about you know the shift from from that and how you combine it yeah i have been working as a designer as a ui and ux designer and that means a user interface designer and um, user experience designer. And I've been doing that for about 15 years now for uh, mostly I do mobile design and uh, user interface design means actually that you design what the person sees on the screen and you design the flow. Like if you imagine you go into your Spotify app, I would design how it looks in there and where I should take you like from what, where, if you want to play a song, what do you do? Where do you click? And so on. So that is what you do as a, a UI and UX designer. Those two are always, or most of the times, combined. And um, I mean, then that meant I had a lot of experience in that field. And I'm a very tech-savvy person, or pretty much at least, since I've been working in the IT business and in large com- companies for so many years. And um, besides that, I kind of started into my yoga journey 
in 2016, I think. I would say I really started, I had been going like to yoga before and I had been a body balance instructor for a couple of years, maybe four. And um, I actually bought my, my first yoga video on VHS when I was 20 years old. So I had been doing some yoga before, but I think it was sometime during the autumn of 2015 that I saw an image on Pinterest of, I think it was Keanu McGregor doing a forearm scorpion. <laughs> and I was like, blown away. I was like, oh my God, what is that? How, how is that possible? And why, how can I do that? So then I started to, I, I think I started to like find some YouTube videos and so on and start to, to practice, but I got quite bored quite quickly because I couldn't, you know how it is when you go online and you kind of browse YouTube and you get some really bad stuff and then you get some pretty good things. So, and I found some, and I found like an, uh, an instructor that I really liked and I got into a 30 day challenge. And then from there, I just continued basically. One instructor led me to, to another. And then in the same period, I, I thought I was like, just go for some real yoga in the studio and ended up at Lena's class. So, and I was completely hooked because I found vinyasa flow. That is what I, that was really the key to my yoga passion, I would say. Because before I would do in some sort of a hatha yoga or, you know, some sort of gym yoga with no real focus or whatever. There was, there were no, was no flow really. So when I found vinyasa flow, that was like coming home <laughs> and I was like fell in love with the playfulness and the creativity because as you know, as a designer, you're a creative person and I love to be creative in my, in my yoga. And it was like, I can work out and I can find peace and I can be creative at the same time. So that was amazing to me. And yeah, so I did those two like separately for quite a while, of course. And uh, I eventually I took a teacher training and I started to like have like uh, give classes. I started my own very small studio in the village where I live and I was like, I was actually all the time into go, I wanted to go into online yoga because I, I was just, I started online and I was very, that really worked so well for me with my family where I could practice wherever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And I could really pick and choose like today, I feel like a flow. Today I want to practice uh, floating to handstand, you know, so I can really, and so I was like, I'm going to go into online yoga. And then all of a sudden I was like, yeah, but everybody, why would anybody practice with me? Because there is so much great like online platforms out there. So why would anybody practice with me? And like it was, I had a revelation in the middle of the night that I should combine my, my competence in the digital business and running a business with my yoga passion. I could like use, because I also saw that there were a lot of yoga teachers that were not that great at doing this because I kind of missed having a weekly email from my favorite yoga teacher. I would like, where is she now? What does she do? So then I decided to, that I should try to combine those two. That is so, so, so interesting. And it's so true, like you say, um, like that revelation. First of all, I wanted to say about the vinyasa, like I felt the same for me that it was like, I, I, 
I mean, I started with like power yoga, which is really, really similar to vinyasa, but it was that kind of creativity because I'm a very creative person and it's, oh, I can work out, but it also feels like a creative thing. Like you don't know where you're going, but you end up somewhere that is fantastic. And then it's also, well, not only using your creativity, feeling really good, but also finding that peace, that internal um, tranquility and that internal sense of serenity. So I totally hear you in the, in the terms of vinyasa. I think it's just magic. Um, and the other part, it's so interesting to hear, like, and I remember when I started, you know, my yoga teacher training and my, you know, the idea of like this being something that I could do for a living, the super overwhelmed idea that like, first of all, because we are yoga teachers, I don't know, for some reason, I don't know, perhaps maybe you or Lena ever felt that way. But at the beginning for me, it was like, well, is it really a business? Like, I don't, I don't want to charge for it. I just want to do it for free. I just want peace and love. I want people to feel good. And then taking that jump into like, no, but it's actually a business. So you not only have to be this hippie, you know, all this well, but also you have to start to understand that there is a business side of it. And as you say, you can clearly see the teachers are super successful at you know merging these two worlds together and the other ones that have to put a little bit more effort into like oh now i have to also become a business person yeah exactly and i think that it's uh, i mean it's a very hard thing and to actually go into this world because i think that a lot of yoga instructors they come from a certain space i think it's like almost kind of unusual that I come from this kind of techie space and I wasn't at all always I was mostly like a designer girl my background is I have a master in industrial design and that is not a very techie space it was just a kind of a coincidence that I my first job was at Sony Ericsson as a, a UI and UX designer and then you get really into this I mean all of a sudden I was working with developers all the time and they kind of expect, they're super techie, so they expect you to be just not as techie, but quite, you need, if you're gonna get their respect, they're all men. So usually I was the only woman at the office, or maybe there was one more. Uh, and like in Huawei, that was a receptionist. So like, you, most of the times you really have to kind of prove yourself that I know this too, and you have to just, figure things out and I think as Selena has experienced now when you kind of start this like with everything it's hard in the beginning but then when you start to dig in and you start to find oh my god this worked out you know and then it becomes a bit funny you're like yeah I can do this this is not as hard as I thought I mean there are stuff that is really complicated but like the just level just go to level one is is not that hard and it's so rewarding you would like really gain so much in your business by just doing the easiest things so like what I did now to do this was that I I created an online course in in email marketing for yoga teachers and uh, that's where I actually uh, <laughs> I recruited Lena to join in for the beta version and it was very very interesting because it was all working i was working like week to week with uh, modules four modules and each week um, every week we had like a q a or like a feedback form so i get to I got to figure out that i did not do the entire course like before so i did one week and i delivered that module and then i got the feedback from the participants and so I asked them, what do you expect for this module? And so on. So I 
really tried to figure out what they needed and I could like adjust. I, I, I had a plan, but I mean, I could adjust that plan from the feedback that I got from that module. And it was so well received and people, it's like really, I love now when I get, I get a lot of these newsletters from the people who were in the course. And it's like amazing to see the success that they have from just doing this kind of easy things. But if you just tell people what to do, like step by step, and you break things down into smaller pieces, they can, it's like a huge step and brings so much people like, like fill their retreats and trainings so much easier. It's really, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it was so interesting for me to be a part of this email marketing course because it was such an eye opener. You know, me and Danielle have been talking about, you know, the online stuff for so long and I've been so hesitant of getting into it. I'm like, it's not for me. You know, I can't do it. Just want to pay someone that can do it for me. But then, you know, actually getting, like you said, people get so happy when they're able to do something. And that's how I felt. I'm like, oh my God, I can do this myself. But get getting the tools, how to do something, like doing it step by step. It's not, you know, even now when I'm working with Emily, if I have a question, she makes a video for me and she says, you know, this is what you'll do. And she clicks the buttons and then takes it away so I can do it myself. And it's so rewarding now to have that for myself. The saying, you know, give someone a fish or teach someone how to fish. It's, it's such a difference. And I think you really tapped into something that's very, very useful for many of us yoga instructors. Because like Daniela said as well, that many times it's like, well, is it a business or is this something we just want to give or, you know, all of that. But, but really, really, we need both. And I think we need someone to, to you know, guide us through it. And I think you really tapped into something. So I wanted to ask you, from the feedback you've gotten from the people in, in this past course and you know other people you talked to, what do you feel like is the biggest lack for yoga teachers now that we need? I would say it's confidence, really. Because I think like the problem is that many people think that it's such a it's such a hard thing to get into to start doing these things. For example, email marketing. Um, I'm like the passionate for <laughs> email marketing, but like it's it's hard to start out. But I think most people actually lack confidence, and they also maybe they lack like the the knowledge of where to get knowledge really, because it is. I can understand that it is hard because if you go. If you go on YouTube or whatever, you like search, like I want to do email marketing, you will get like 2 million hits on that one. And it's like, which one is for me? It's like, there is everything from email marketing for like huge businesses. And so I think that is a problem that you most, you lack confidence and you lack like the step-by-step knowledge of what, where to start and how to move forward because when you just start to get into that, if you get the first 10 steps and then you start to figure out, I think that is like really, that really makes me happy now when I work with you, Lena, that when now you kind of, you tell me like, I Googled this and I found like a video because you get better at that too. You get better at solving your own problems, but that's like, it's like yoga, it's practice. You need to practice 
how to Google correctly, how to get the correct answers from Google, because you can like, if you Google email marketing, that's not gonna work. But if you just know a little bit more about exactly where you wanna go, then you can make that exact, that correct question and you can get some really good answers. You can get that perfect YouTube tutorial that will tell you. But I think that most people really need to, you know, they just need to get started and get that first basic knowledge and then they can move forward pretty much from there. I, I totally agree with you. And I have a few things that I want to say regarding some of the stuff that you've been talking about. I feel to begin with is that we also, especially in nowadays where, you know, a lot of people are finding ways to go into the online space. And I want to, I want to, how do you say, bring awareness to the fact that we all learn very differently. And like you say, I can see how it is super overwhelming to go to YouTube, search something and then find a thousand videos. And is this, there's, you know, such a clear difference between like what Lena and I do. For example, for me, I go through the thousand videos and I figured out which one is the one that is for me. And then I learn from that. But, you know, for example, Lena doesn't, she doesn't want to do that. She doesn't have the patience and he's probably not going to get her anywhere. So understanding and, you know, instead of being so overwhelmed with the fact that like now you have to get on the online space and now you have to do this for your business to survive, but it's starting to understand what is the way for me to learn? Do I need somebody that gives me step by step? So first understanding that it is a possibility, everybody can do it, is finding the best way for you that fits specifically your needs and who you are and how you learn. Of course, it takes time either way, but I think, you know, starting to understand, okay, what is the best way for me to learn and how can I get where, what I need to get? I think that's a question that needs to be reframed instead of like, oh my God, this is such a hard thing and it's not going to make, you know, I'm not going to make it. It's more like, okay, let's understand how you learn, what you need and get you there because everything is possible. And the other thing that I wanted to say with that, and I am such, you know, I've been such a, I'm guilty of this for such a long time is making things and wanting things to be perfect before they come out. Right. And I believe nowadays that the value of what we do, especially for example, now Lena that is, you know, having her classes online and I know how perfect, you know, perfectionist she is with her brand and her beautiful um, aesthetics. But I understand now that the value that we put, it's more important than the perfect, the, you know, the perfect aesthetics. Of course, you want things to be pretty, but, you know, to get things going, to actually, you know, um, create stuff and get going, you have to, at some point, you know, release that it has to be perfect because at the end of the day, it's never going to be so perfect. So another thing that I wanted to say is when you say in your course, oh, I, I didn't have everything prepared before I launched and before I started the course, it's the same when with OYA, the first round of OYA, I actually didn't have anything prepared before um, I got everybody in. I had an idea, I had a plan, I knew what I wanted to record and what I wanted to teach, but the truth of the matter is I didn't start recording. I didn't start doing that like a week before the, the, the program was already fully booked. Everybody is already on board. And I started asking them, what do you want? What do you expect? What do you seek? And then I started to, to, you know, create a program that was, you know, curated for those people. So sometimes we think that we need to, especially, and I just want to talk 
with those people who are listening, who perhaps have an idea of like, I want to do this online thing. I want to get, you know, my business out there, but I just overwhelmed with all the stuff that I need to do. And I want you to know that for you to start, it's very little what you need to, you know what I mean? Like those little steps it's not that you have to get everything perfect and all the program ready and all these things before you start. That's not, that's actually not the way in, if I could say the most effective way to go about it. No, I would absolutely say that that is like the worst thing you could do because that is like the typical example. If you, I'm myself doing a lot of online courses, mostly in like online course creation and in online business, how to be like an online entrepreneur. And that is like the worst thing you should do is to create an entire course and then try to launch it. And it doesn't matter really if like whatever type of course, of course you're doing like an online yoga program, but still I think you should kind of survey your audience first and do all the preparational work around who your target audience is and how do you want to work? How do you want to deliver this? And then, ask them like what do you want because otherwise you might create a course that nobody wants to buy because it's been in like in your head what you kind of expect people to want and that is not always what is what people actually want so it's very like it might be a huge waste of time to make the perfect lovely course and then put it out and then like or whatever training it could be like a retreat or a training whatever but you, if you, and then you throw it out and then nobody wants it and you sit there and like, what I created it was so perfect. And it's like, yeah, but you never ask anybody if they, is this what you want? So like, it's so much better to like, you, you do some sort of a beta version of anything you do. And then you keep collecting feedback and you can improve everything. Like as you go, like the next time you do the retreat, you will you will like have listened to that like that feedback and even before you even start maybe you start to email your when you have like your tribe and you email them and you say i'm planning out a retreat in mallorca this spring and everybody like yeah sure i'm gonna come and then you like you ask them like you say like could you please help me out and fill in this survey for me and then you can you get their feedback and then you can plan out the retreat from what the people, from what your tribe actually wants. And then you get, if you get some other people in, it's more likely that they will like, they will want the same thing as, as your, your, like your email list tribe. Absolutely. Yeah, 100% agree. It's almost like a creating a yoga class. You know, you go, you can go into a room and then you plan this perfect sequence and then you see, well, it's very complex and it's so interesting and everyone there is a beginner you always have to be ready for you know what what people want and I it's interesting for me because in in most things in my life I'm very flexible with things that I can shift and change it but I think it also comes into when it's something you're not very comfortable with or you're new to then it's harder and I remember also being a new yoga instructor you know I've wanted everything planned out so I think just having that mindset of it, it's okay to be a beginner. And what I've been talking to Emily a lot about is, well, I had my business for so many years. I'm going towards 10 years now. So it's, my brand is already there. You know, I have my, my brand played out, the, the value of my brand and, you know, is very precious to me. And then 
all of a sudden, you know, starting with something new, I'm like, oh my God, this is not going to be live up to the standards. But one thing that that Emily gave me our first first meeting together was this quote of um it's better to to do something than do nothing or whatever it was. And I have it on my phone, so I, I look at it all the time and it's it's really been helpful. And like like we're all saying it's it's fun and you have to go with it so just trying it out if it doesn't work it doesn't work but you know you get the feedback and if you're out there you're you're there otherwise you're nowhere so it's it's very interesting but i just wanted to tap into another part because you know you have your full-time job uh, emily and then you have a family and then you have your own practice and you know you're putting out all of these very interesting things on Instagram, you have challenges and you have, you know, you're an ambassador for brands and all of these things. How do you manage to balance it all? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, really. Uh, it's a, that is a difficult question because it's, uh, I kind of think that it's, uh, you know, it's like the magic of time that the more you do, the more you get done. And maybe myself, I also live by the that quote, done is better than perfect. But, um, well, I think that uh, it's a lot about priority because I, I prioritize my yoga practice. I think that like, and I also prioritize things like sleep and healthy food and I'm very, and meditation. So I'm very like, I always, try to sleep eight hours and I always get up before everybody else and I do my 20 minutes meditation and then my day is quite full after that with children and work and taking my daughters to different activities and cooking food and then when I think guess that when people just land on the couch then I do my practice and I'm very efficient that is like something that comes, I'm very efficient. I just do, I'm quick at doing things, but that also makes them maybe not perfect. For that reason, like Instagram, it's very, I think that's very perfect for me because then I, the stuff I put on Instagram, I don't really think that oh, they need to be perfect. I have like a deal with myself to, I have to do all of this on my phone because I work with a computer. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spend time on my computer on my like on my spare time I just want to be able to sit in bed or in my couch and just do I record the practice that I do I don't like very rarely record anything particular like now I'm going to do this fun thing for Instagram that's mostly if I do a challenge but otherwise I just record what I do and then I take it into uh, a movie video editing app on my phone and then edit it, I write a caption in my phone and I just put it out there. And I have some sort of clever apps, for example, for hashtags. And I've showed you Lena how to, that you can actually make a lot of things easier. You don't really need to sit and type all the hashtags all the time. And then also I do spend a lot of time or not a lot of time, but I do try to spend time to answer all the comments on my, on my posts and also comment on some other people's because I do have uh, a lot of like I have a nice insta yoga community I usually say that now Instagram is my greatest teacher sorry Lena but I never practice with you live anymore 
but uh, it's a very nice teacher because you get so much inspiration and you I also get a lot of like not just the physical inspiration but people actually really write thoughtful things in their captions that makes me think and makes me sometimes google things and uh, learn more about and I do have like I've created a beautiful community of friends they some they, they come and go you know but from all around the world on Instagram and that is so I try to keep in touch with them but uh, I mean it is it is quite intense days I guess that if you <laughs> if anybody like if you if my mom joined me for a day she would probably <laughs> be exhausted by noon but uh, that's just you know you get kind of used to it and and then I love it I love every part of it so that makes it a lot easier I guess I see I think what is really interesting about what you say is like first of all you're doing something that you love in every part of your day right so all these things you know they're very different but everything that you do it's something that you absolutely love and I, I think it's a very admirable thing to hear from you I do prior like even though my days are really crazy and I do a lot and I'm a very effective person um, that my priorities are very straight. My priorities if you know, the sleep, the yoga, um, the stuff like that, because it takes a lot of determination and it takes a lot of commitment to make that a priority when you have such a busy life, when you have so many things. And especially in the online spaces where they are, um, they ask so much from you all the time, you know? So, so it's a beautiful thing to hear that your priorities are so straight and those boundaries, we you know, where where your job ends and where you start i think it's a very beautiful thing to hear yeah and i guess there is there's uh, of course a lot of self-discipline involved i'm i have like good self-discipline or maybe it's like just you know i have the ability to uh, envision the feeling that i will have after my yoga practice because sometimes you know when you put uh, your kids to sleep and you have to lay down in the bed with them and you become really tired and it's like december and it's dark outside and you just want to continue sleeping and then it's really really hard to to get up and start like okay so now let's roll out the mat it's time but i do have some i do have some tricks that i always like practice and i usually i share them with my students when they ask me like how do you do that and the first one is to have I always nice I always love to have nice outfits because if I put my yoga clothes on and they feel I feel beautiful and I feel like and then I'm like yeah yeah I could do this and then the next one is I always fool myself that I'm just going to do a bit of stretching kind of I'm just going to be in child's pose for a little while and maybe I'll do some twists and then and then all of a sudden I'm in a handstand and, and then you're like, yeah, well, well now, now just continue from here. That's So then all of a sudden, like, I don't know, an hour has passed and I've done a practice anyway, but it's, it's a really good way you can fool yourself. Because if you don't, if you really, if you never put on some nice clothes and you really feel like, oh, those, those boring, my boring, boring workout outfit that is actually for running or whatever, you can just, I don't just ever advise anybody to get some, really nice yoga outfits that you really feel comfortable in and you're like mm, I love this and then just fool yourself that you're just going to do just a little bit of stretching you're going to roll out the mat and you're going to lie on the mat for a bit you know so then and it's like the best <laughs> my my way of getting to practice when it's too hard 
And do you usually practice, because you said you had a, um, a morning meditation of 20 minutes, but do you practice after your meditation or do you practice in the evening? I always practice in the evening because if I was to do my, my yoga practice in the morning, it would be, I would have, we had to get up at five. And, and I also think that it would be, you know, then I would be forced to stop at a certain time because I would be have to put, take my kids to school and I would be, I would be uh, to me, I would feel stressed, you know, because I want to be able to have any time that I have, that I want really, that if I want to practice for 30 minutes or 90 minutes, I just want that to be pretty free. And also, uh, I really, I don't like my practice in the mornings because I'm too stiff. I cannot do like the lovely backbends that I love because I just need that moving around from the day. And then I, you know, so it's really, I think it's, it's hard. And that just makes me frustrated most of the time. So when I practice in the morning, I'm like, ah, oh. I used to do it. Sometimes I do it like when we've been on skiing holiday, I used to go up and practice like for 30 minutes in the morning, but there, there is no like hurry. You don't have to be somewhere at a certain time. You can just yeah do whatever you want and um but i always get a bit frustrated because yeah i'm not my body is not awake really until a bit after so that's always so meditation in the morning and then i always practice yeah sometimes during the day and nowadays when i'm working from home we can practice pretty much any time but otherwise it's usually like evening time very cool and i think that's such a good thing a good tip first of all with the outfits i love that I'm going to go and buy myself an outfit maybe later today, but no, but just that, okay. It doesn't have to be, again, it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be, Oh, I have to practice for an hour and you know, all of these rules, like just roll out your mat. Yeah. Maybe it's five minutes one day. And then the next time it may be like an hour and a half. So just do something. And I think it can apply to anything, just going out for a walk and, Maybe you go around a block, maybe you walk for an hour, maybe you do a meditation for five minutes, or maybe you sit for you know 45 minutes. So it's just like with everything, just do it. I think many times we think that it has to be a certain way. And I don't know where all the time goes. Otherwise, you know, we can sit and scroll on our phone for 15 minutes. I could have been, you know, stretching and then it might have turned into a practice. So I think many times people are so hard on, on themselves that it has to be a certain way. So just applying that, I think that's a, a great tip that everyone can take into their everyday life, whatever it is, you know, eating healthy or whatever it is. Well, maybe this meal was healthy. Maybe the next one won't be. And maybe you have, you know, a coffee and the next time you drink tea, it doesn't have to be coffee all day. So just finding that then there's no right and wrong and just taking it for what it is. I think that's a really good tip, especially now with, you know, a lot of people are staying at home, being at home and you're getting frustrated because you can't go to your, your gym or your favorite yoga class or whatever it is, just finding new ways. And have you seen a shift now, like people contacting you, like wanting your help for, for the online stuff? um with with the corona and everything because i you know for me it was like okay corona hit uh, right after i did the email marketing course and then it was this question of should i make a big investment in learning 
new skills. And I don't know what my income will be, you know, all of the stress about, you know, money and, and that. But, but for me, it's like, okay, to make money, you have to invest money. So I think this has been a really great investment for me. And I, I would encourage people to not think of it as spending money, but gaining money. Investing is something for yourself or your business. But have you seen people reach out to you in a different way and wanting tips or seeing areas where people, you know, need, need this type of help or any tips, you know, when it comes to, you know, just surviving being at home? I have seen a bit of more activity in, for example, in my email list because I, I decided to do a, a freebie. You know, Lena knows now what a freebie is, something that you get in return when you sign up to someone's email list. And I decided to do, because myself, I couldn't have a very, very small studio, a very small space with maximum eight people. And when we were eight there, it is quite tight. So there was no chance of like having those classes anymore. And so I decided, okay, I'll just go for Zoom because, you know, I use Zoom a lot. So, and I figured out and I learned a lot about how to set things up for doing yoga using Zoom and how you can, you need to spotlight the person who is uh, doing the class and you have, yeah, how to set it up basically. And really like, and then I decided to do like a step-by-step guide and really from the start, how to set up the meeting, how to share the link and how to just manage everything in your actual class. And then I promoted that like in my Instagram account and in some places. And then I got a lot of people, a lot of people really downloaded it. Like I increased my list with a hundred persons in just a week or so. And then... I also found because I have like a Facebook group that is called Mastering the Digital Base of Yoga. And now I have a lot of more people that, that, that wants to join. And when actually people share things and they ask things there. And it's very, I really love that. I would like to that to be more of an, an active community because I love those Facebook groups. I Myself, I get a lot of information from different types of Facebook groups, like within yoga and also within online business. And I think it's a perfect way of sharing your knowledge and asking questions like when you just need an answer and it's uh, Google gives you too many answers. You can ask someone who is actually you've narrowed it down a little bit to a group of persons that are in the same they're working like in the same kind of business that you are and are most likely to have had that exact same problem so they can help you. So mostly that. But actually, I mean, I'm pretty new when we did this course was like in March. So that was also exactly like in this Corona start. When at first when I started the course and we ran for four weeks and then, then I was doing the upsell for my mastermind and then it Corona had really hit hard. So I was in the same like, okay, now nobody's gonna wanna invest money in themselves because it's so insecure about where you're gonna be and what your income is gonna be. But, um, yeah, it actually worked out. Lena invested and there was another person who was very almost invested. So, but I I really agree with you there that you have to see it as an investment in your business and not as like just something like something that you have to pay because it's it's going to get you it's going to get a return on that investment and in 
in order to grow a business and run a business, you need to make investments all the time. I mean, I invest, I have still not like gotten all my investments in return that I have done in my business, but I just totally know that I will. And if I did not do those investments, I would not be where I am today. So it's always worth it. And I'm so, I'm so happy that we, we actually touched upon this topic because it's something that I've discussed with Lena before um, because I've always, I am very big in investing in investing because I love to learn and I love to evolve and explore more. And I always feel like there's so much more that I can do, that I can give, that I can learn and that I can, the more you learn, the easier things become, right? So I, when my business really started thriving, it's because I made big investments in myself. And yes, it can be really scary to make those investments. But like you said, Emily, I wouldn't be where I am without the investments that I've done for myself. And I wouldn't be able to ask people to invest per se on my mastermind and things like that if I hadn't done that for myself, because we cannot we just, you know, we are not grew up with the skills that we need to be able to support people to give more. Um, so for me, it's like, and like I said, the thing about like people not investing with the Corona, to be honest, I have not, I don't think that is a true thing. I think especially now people are starting to understand that they need new skills, that they have the time to work on themselves, that this is a time for them to actually, you know, prioritize themselves instead of what the society told them to prioritize before this happened. So what I want to say in terms of investment and what Lena told me that she had invested on your program, I was so happy for them because for her, because I know that, and I I have to say something about this too. It's like a lot of people want a lot of free content, right? And this is what I was talking actually with my partner yesterday about the difference between um, when somebody doesn't invest their money in a program and when somebody gets it for free. And I've done twice. I've, I, I've sometimes I've done some affiliate programs where I get the program for free and somebody gets in it. And then there is somebody that of course paid full price for it. And to be honest, investing that it's not about the money. It's about the energy. Money is energy. So when you put that energy, that focus and you trust 100% that that energy is going to give you back, is going to help you learn, is going to help you evolve, you are in it 100%. Like you go and you learn and you make yourself be there and actually gain, you know, the knowledge. When you get it for free, it's not this, I mean, I don't know what it is, but it's just, you don't, you're not as committed. That Your energy, your intention, your, your commitment, it's not there. So you don't see the same results, to be honest. And like I said, it's not about the money. It's about the energy that you've put it in a place that is now going to be like, okay, well, I better make this work, right? So I'm going to be there 100%. So in terms of investing, I think, you know, for our listeners too, I mean, my point of view in investment is I, I invest every, like when one investment ends or one program ends, I go into the next, into the next, into the next, because, and I know that's going to be, that's going to get me back. And it's not only for me, but it's also for the people that follow me so that they can gain more experience. They can gain more knowledge from, from my own evolution. Yeah, you're absolutely right in this, that with the energy of the investment, it's, Super true. And yeah, I could really tell that when I launched this, uh, the beta version of the email marketing course, because I launched this as a free course, because 
that course was part of a bigger course that I was taking myself. The first step was to create a course, an online course, and they, they, the rules around this were very strict. We had like super tight deadlines. This is what you're going to do this day. This, yeah. So it was like very, very strict rules. And one of the rules was that this was going to be a free beta course. It was not going to be a challenge. It was not going to be a freebie. And you were like, just to do it for free and get this feedback in order to transform this into a super good course that you could get paid for later. And so I got a lot of people involved. We were about 55 in the Facebook group, but I would say that maybe 10 or 15 of these people were actually active and they were giving feedback and they kind of uh, went through the entire course. And the rest of them were like, oh, this is sounds so great. I haven't been able to look into it. And I haven't had the time yet to, and I was like, yeah, but it's now it's, uh, because we were taking this, it was also part of this course that you, in a certain date, we were supposed to take this Facebook group down and all the content would be gone. So that was like, I'm gonna take this down. I actually told them this group is gonna be here for another one week and you've got this week to check it out and still people don't do it. And then they come to me now afterward, like, oh, I missed out on the course, can I have it? And it's like, yeah, well, no you can pay for it now because yeah, that's how it is because, and I think it really has to do with that it was for free. If they had paid for it, they would be a lot more like eager to actually follow through and participate in different, in a, in a completely different way. hundred percent. I definitely agree with you. It's, and it's the thing. So I, I, you know, like, yes, I, we could do this courses for free. We could give, you know, so much, but I feel like I give a disservice when I give too much or when I do something like that, because I know that it's not about, again, it's not about the money. It's about their investment and they're like, okay, you know, I'm worth this. I'm putting this time here. This is really something that I want to do. So it's, you know, I always try to understand when it comes to money, when it comes to these conversations for, you know, these bigger programs, that it's not about that. It's about saying, I am worth this. I am going to invest this. And then when you actually do that, that's when you see something in return. Thank you for, for, for seeing that because I definitely seen it. So, um, and what I want to ask you, Emily, is, you know, for those people that nowadays want to start their business, want to maybe perhaps move to something online, something they can offer online, how would you say would be like a way to start in, it doesn't matter what they're doing, but what would be as you as, you know, such a tech savvy and all this stuff, what do you think it's some little tips that, you know, you would say to somebody that wants to move their business to an online platform? I would say that you should uh, start to building your email list. I know I keep nagging about this email, but it, it is actually proven to be the absolute best way to connect with your tribe. And it is like something when you're into marketing, that's what people ask you, like, how big is your list? And it doesn't really matter how big your list is. It's the same kind of with the Instagram followers. It doesn't really matter if you have 20,000 Instagram followers that are not your target audience or actually more like if you paid for the followers or whatever they they don't really count then it's better to have 200 instagram followers that are really 
perfect for you. So it's the same with the email list, really. But I mean, the more people you have on your list, the more likely you will have people buying whatever you are selling. So uh, you need to start building your email list. And by doing that, the easiest thing is to create some sort of free content. First, I mean, you're absolutely doing the right thing because usually you talk about you should have like some sort of a free content that you bring out regularly. It could be, for example, a weekly podcast or a weekly YouTube video, weekly uh, Facebook Live, some sort of weekly thing that you where you show up for your audience and yeah, you talk about whatever your your thing is. And then you, in addition to that, so then you kind of start to getting people to, to follow you in some sort of way. And uh, what you should do there is that you should pick one. You should not go for like, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to do weekly Facebook Live. I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do an Instagram Live. Then you're going to be like, oof. Then you won't be doing anything else but that. But so you pick one and you should pick, that could be like a blog post as well. So you, you really need to figure out what is your thing. If you're really good at writing, if you let's just like, just do blog posts, get some, some free. I mean, there is several ways of putting out a blog post today just for free. So get that and start promoting that in your channels and also like in, you should choose one social channel really to be your, like for example, Instagram is easy. You could also do Facebook, but the, like, the good thing with Instagram is that you have the, the hashtags that actually brings people to your account uh, in a kind of a smooth way, which Facebook does not have. So, but you have some sort of a weekly content that you put out and then you create uh, your freebie. And that is, something that you you give away for free it could be like a vinyasa class it could be like some sort of a worksheet uh, a checklist is really something like a really good tip and you can do it doesn't it can be some i did a checklist now for like self-care you know it's this kind of habit tracker for self-care that i just did and i posted it for free in my group because i thought it was just the timing now for people when they're really worried and stressed over this situation. I thought that, you know, so I had like self-care every day. You could make a little dot if you had taken a walk or didn't done meditation or call a friend or yeah, stuff like that. So it could be something really simple, like a PDF of something. And then you present that to, to this group of people that you have now gathered in. Maybe, you, I mean, most people actually do have some sort of a a tribe it could be your friends and then your friends would spread it to their friends and so on so and then you start to build your email list you have to collect people's emails because that is uh that is like really important because when you have their emails you will be in their inbox and that is very it's a very special place to be because when you're like when you post things on social media and then you kind of can get lost in that, the noise of social media. And it's not at all sure that even your followers will see your posts because they might disappear so much depending on when you're posting and uh, what content and who else is posting at the same time. If they have higher priority, the algorithms are like so complex that you cannot understand them but your email is very straightforward you know that you send an email and the person will receive it 
if they have signed up and actually when they have signed up they have actually like kind of said that i would love to hear from you so and when you have the your email list you can then you can start promote your paid content whatever that might be i mean for us if you're in sweden you can do zoom classes and uh, and get paid by swish lena is doing that you can get people to sign up and then when they have paid they you send them the swish or the zoom link and yeah you can i mean there are so many solutions for for selling things for example on vimeo and and yeah so different ways of getting getting paid but uh, the first thing is of course to create your tribe and it may take some time but uh, and you might you will have to do some free work but that is also an investment you invest your time and your that that kind of investment is yeah i mean it's not free but it's still not money but you need to invest time and record videos and put them out there and learn these tools and so on thank you emily that was really nice and 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 thank you for sharing all those tips with us i think that they're extremely valuable and and what i love that you said was also there are so many solutions right so sometimes in these times that we choose or that you know because of the collective or because of what's happening it's easy to choose fear and to go in this um how do you say like box of of things not working out or things being against you or things you know happening to you and what i want for our listeners to remember is that this is just a way to get super creative to look at other things that perhaps you've never considered like lena didn't want to be on the online space and now she's rocking it and she's doing so amazing i'm so proud of her so you know i just want you guys to understand that there's always possibilities that perhaps they need a little bit more time that they need a little bit more focus effort perhaps you get to learn new skills um, and do something that you never thought you were going to do but that there is possibilities there's so many different ways get out there to get creative and to continue to share to share all you have so i think it's very valuable yeah you should absolutely see this as i mean once you have left the the state of worry and panic and like you know, world is coming to an end feeling that you should really start to transform this into something positive and try to be really as you say try to find your creativity and see how can i be at service now because you also have to remember as a yoga teacher you probably have a lot of students that are like really in need of you right now and they cannot they don't have access to you all, all of a sudden they are like stuck in their homes they cannot the studios are closed and so how then you have to figure out like how how can i be at service to them how can i help them in these times and that might not just that might not be maybe you don't need to uh, record your yoga class and uh, put it out on youtube if that is not your thing maybe then that is just sending something like connecting with with email sending them some e like an email with some wise words maybe some tips of meditation apps and i'm really like a huge fan of weekly emails i like write very uh weekly emails to my to my real like the yoga students from my studio like every week and i really put a lot of 
effort into them because I love to to share things and I was like this week I share like uh, journaling tips because I've been journaling my entire life but recent like the past 10 years I've been doing it digitally because I write so quickly on, on my computer so I share like some different and then you know it just share some pros and cons about journaling and that could be the perfect thing that you're your students need right now they might need just some sort of comforting thoughts from you because I mean the yoga teacher is someone that you look up to that you the students they like really see you as a, a wise person that you bring you bring peace and calm to their mind and you need to keep doing that even in this corona crisis so it's uh, you just have to figure out a way of doing it and there is a lot of information. I mean, everything is available to us online, but you really it's, you just have to search and find your way of doing things. Very good. Like all super good tips. And I think what it all comes down to what we've been talking about today is this thing about connection. And everything is pointing us and pushing us in that direction. We can feel it and we need to find new ways of connecting and also to reach out and ask for help. You know, we've been talking about my lack of knowledge when it comes to the digital, but then realizing that, well, well, maybe I don't have all of those skills yet, but if I just open my eyes and look around me, there, there are a lot of people around me that do know that and just to reach out and ask for help. And like you shared that there are many Facebook groups where people are talking about, tips and tricks and, and you can find that or ask someone that knows. So you're not alone in any of this. There are always people and, and don't be afraid to ask for help. And that's how we learn and that's how we evolve, not just as a human, but as a collective. And I think maybe this is the time if we look at, at it in a, in a bigger picture that we're all, all, all of us are pushed to you know, learn new skills, to be creative, to ask for help and connect 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 and I don't know maybe you've gotten that you know uh, Danielle has gotten a lot of downloads lately about the collective and I don't know if if that's what you you've uh, gotten as well yeah no I absolutely it's like this whole whole collective of of you know getting out of our comfort zone and opening up and um seeing new ways seeing new paths and seeing um different you know, possibilities that we never thought were there and that we never were pushed to look into. So I just see these as a huge way to to get, like I said, get creative and get, you know, connected in different, different ways. But Emily, thank you so, so, so much for being here. We're so happy to talk to you, to pick your brain um, and to get a little bit technical, you know, on this stuff and to give such a valuable tools for our for our listeners especially now in these times are you know after you know just hearing the the bigger perspective of things now we get you know practical tools on how to do and and how to move forward and how to tackle this thing as an experience of 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 expansion and evolution so thank you so much for your time thank you so much for having me it's been great really and i'm really happy to be able to share this because i think it's to me, it's very important that 
we can spread more yoga. I mean, that is my main mission as a yoga passion person and a yoga teacher that we could spread more yoga to the world and that we just need to go with the flow and just actually figure out how we can do that using these digital tools. We really like need to improve in order to spread more yoga. I think that is really important. Thank you so much. So anything, any last things from you? What's your next steps? Where can our listeners and our followers find you? And if someone is interested in working with you, what are your next courses or or steps towards evolving their, their own business that you could help them with? I am just on the verge of uh, launching the email course now again. Uh, the, the upgraded version from the beta version. So now it's uh, on my own platform. And I'm, I'm not really sure exactly when this will happen. But hopefully in the next couple of weeks that it will be out again. So then there is a possibility to learn the, the basics of email marketing. And as Lean has told you, it's very straightforward and you don't need to know absolutely anything before you, you do take this course because I've, I just want it to be for everyone and I want to, to use very simple tools but to get that are yet very, very effective. So, and you can visit, I'm at, I have a website that is the uh, digitalbizyoga.com with a Z as the, the biz. And you can also find me on Instagram, of course, at gingermyoga. It's ginger because I am a ginger person. I have ginger hair and Emily for M. It's an old, old name that stuck with me. Now can I, I can't change it, change it really. <laughs> That's how it is. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much where you can find me. Of course, since I do so many things, you can find me in 100 places, but those are the most likely. Thank you so much again. And, and I'm sure my, our listeners will definitely go and check you out. And, and if, if you guys are thinking about it, I think you definitely should um, gain some of those wisdom that Emily has and, and all her her way of sharing and her beautiful ways and loving ways to to help others so thank you so much and thank you guys for listening uh for tuning in we have a lot of new guests coming in the podcast and a lot of fun conversations coming up so keep posted you know there is a facebook group if you ever need anything especially in these times where they're for you uh, make sure that you leave a review if you love this um this episode or any other episode and keep us posted and yeah we'll see you next time bye guys Thank you so much for turning into Misted Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please let us know your thoughts. Leave us a review and share it with your friends who might benefit from this conversation. 